Well, hello. Hello, everyone. It's the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli, and here's our theme song. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. It is Saturday, um, October 9th, I think. Something like that. Is Mm -hmm. that right? And um, we're doing a daytime podcast. We're doing a daytime podcast, which means um, we still have beverages. Oh, yeah. I'm drinking a Diet Coke, caffeine free. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a healthy choice. Yeah. And I'm drinking one with caffeine. And in fact, I have a cup full of soda, but I opened the can for you people. Well, it ain't like it ain't gonna get drank. Hey, I was when I was on the plane. They have um, in the Sky Mall catalog. They have a soda machine where you make your own sodas at home, and it's two hundred bucks. And it it has all the diet flavors. It has diet cola. And, uh, you know, diet grape, diet orange, diet root beer, diet cream soda. And I thought, oh, that's good, you know, because I love all my diet sodas. You like to mix it up. But I'm worried that it wouldn't taste like Diet Coke. Right. So you make it yourself? Yeah. And, and you, or you can just make carbonated water, which, you know, I drink a lot of mm-hmm. that also. Right. But here's the thing. For $200, all you make is 61 liter bottles worth. And so that seems like that's more expensive than when you just buy it when it's on sale at the grocery store. Yeah, that doesn't seem that right. Seems like a lot of. Can you imagine if you had to make your own diet coke, like well, during prohibition? I think the idea is that like you could make your own. Yeah, like isn't that exciting? But if it's more expensive, yeah, and it doesn't, it's not even diet. So I'm I'm oh, leaving I'm that out. shit to the experts. That's a sky mall kind of. The thing. other a product that I'm really really furious about is the Avatar flesh jack <laughs> that's that disgusts me it's gross that's just you have a problem i know well you know what you have also, a problem like you James people Cameron, i don't know how he would feel about that oh and i don't know what hole it's supposed to even be do the navi have more than one hole well i know that in the original cut it there there was they shot sexier footage with them yeah, like, but they didn't they show her a vagina no or i don't think holes yeah it's not they, like they it's looped a, uh they connected those little tentacle things. It's disgusting. And yeah. I, the idea, like, I'm gr- really grossed out by the idea of the flesh jack having that tiny little butt on it. Yeah, because you're Because I just out. feel like it's already kind of pedophile-ish. Right. And I can't that's... believe they did. Well, first of all, and they kind of missed the boat. Like, if they were going to do a an av- Avatar one, they should have had it ready to roll. Yeah. But nobody saw that phenomenon coming. People thought I was worried about the font. I remember thinking that font isn't a good yeah. sign because it feels like that's just an old font from the '90s that we've seen before. It feels right? like it's isn't a like new seraphim something. It's like oh, I'm gonna go to yoga. I'm gonna yeah, it's Pilates. a massage. It's a massage font. It's a massage font. <laughs> um, I don't approve. And uh, yeah, all right. Um, so but speaking of holes, can I tell you my favorite? This is my favorite vagina joke sort of moment of the show well i love that we seem like we had a lot of vagina jokes in the fashion police this week with joan rivers and at one point uh george katsiopoulos the stylist said to joan oh my god how many vagina jokes are there gonna be and she goes just you wait she goes wait yeah (laughs) which i thought was was the most genius comeback clever she had a great moments of that were uh, spontaneous yeah i watched the cut of the show for this week that just aired last night. I thought it was really fun. I like. I really lot. hope people are watching. And I, I really want loud a lot. I it's, want people to email us their thoughts about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I um, it's so weird because we know what the jokes are for, before we know what they're supposed to be. Yeah, and we know what they are, and yet sometimes when she delivers them, I laugh out loud anyway because of her 
because it's her new, her new version of it. Well, no, and it's the way she does yeah. it. Sometimes I, mean, I laugh a lot less because she leaves out the most important word. Sure, but uh, <laughs> but this most week, of the time I laugh more. This week I was very thrilled because you know every week you pitch jokes and sometimes you feel like I brought a lot. And sometimes you feel like I don't know. And uh, this week um, I was happy because she went, made a point of going back to deliver one of my jokes, the casino joke. Yeah, she was like, "I no, I want to get this right." Let's. She stopped and right, right. Yeah, so that that made me feel good, and then it seemed to land pretty good. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a lot of really funny stuff in the show this well, week. I felt like I didn't great. have tons of it, but I felt like I had a few. You know, like you know what I mean. It's great. It's I really, I really like the team, and and it's you know, it's stressful. Did you and... watch? Did you watch the show from yesterday? The one that we just did? No. Okay. I have not seen the newest it's episode. It's cut together. It came together really well. Oh, good. And the um, chemistry between them is fun and lively. And it, I, yeah, good. it was fun. And I know the execs were happy. But anyways. I'm glad to hear that. Yes. Um, it was so, a difficult day. Joan had been sick on Wednesday. She so was we wonderful. So we didn't have her the day before. And so we really, she came in at 6.30, which is later than she normally comes in right. on Thursday morning. Normally we start taping at 8 a.m. <laughs> And uh, so we were really behind, and it was very, very stressful. And then once we started, the show went really well. And yeah, it was you wouldn't good... know to from the audience point of view, or you know that you wouldn't yeah. know that at all. So that's and really she was good. gracious with the audience. And oh yes, my always. friends that came had mm-hmm. a great time, and she, I, and I thought it was great. So this is um my favorite vagina joke. So okay. um, I was telling the girls on the dish, yes, about. The photo that we had in the show of Ashley Tisdale in the bikini. Right. And she had this really crazy – the bathing suit is designed to have like a seam down the butt crack. But right, it really right. looks like the deepest wedgie you've ever seen. Right, right, right. And um, the joke was that wedgie is in so deep you have to take it out from the front. Yeah. And which is sort of benign. And so when I was telling Joan the jokes in the morning, because again, normally she's with us when we're writing this stuff, right. but since we she hadn't heard any of this until Thursday morning, I'm going over all the jokes with her, and she laughed at that. She particularly laughed at that. That just it was absurd. Like she yeah. got the nature of yeah. that. And I was like, well, you know, on the dish, the girls are always teasing me that I don't understand how vaginas work, and that I think that babies come out your butt, right? And that I don't even know, right? And um, and so my joke now is that I just think it's one hole that goes straight through from front to back, <laughs> that goes in the front, and then it comes out your butt. And Joan was dying laughing, and I go like, Joan, I imagine you getting out of the shower every morning and just putting the, the corner of the towel in the front, and then pulling it out the back and going, wee wah, wee wah, wee. And I'm literally doing the motion of like straddling, and I'm humping this imaginary. T- Towel as if it's going through Joan Rivers' vagina and outer butthole, yeah. and going ree raw, ree raw, ree raw, and she almost spilled decaf all over the floor. She was laughing so hard oh, that's at hilarious. this disgusting but yet absurd right. Concept. And so now everyone on the dish is obsessed with ree raw, ree raw, <laughs> and we were doing it all fucking the rest of the week. Like we just can't stop. And so I call that my vagina violin. Do you want me to play vagina violin? Sure. Wee wah, wee wah. <laughs> I can play toxic. That was my vagina. So anyhow, I that's my favorite the... vagina joke of the week. I love it. Playing it's... the vagina violin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You can play uh, any tunes. It'll yeah. be on Glee before you know it. 
Um, tell me about Vegas. We haven't discussed the Vegas So last weekend, weekend, I went to Las Vegas, Nevada with Joan Rivers. She was performing at the Venetian Hotel, and she had asked if I would come and see the show. And um, I said, sure. And then the next day, her New York assistant calls and goes, we have a suite for you. And I was like, what? And so it was very fancy. So my girlfriend, Karen from Phoenix, who's hilarious, uh, flew in, and we were meeting there. And I go to the airport. And you know what? I just walk over to the airport. It's right here by our house. Yeah. And I just have a... Like, you know, a little overnight bag. And then I have, like, a garment bag. Yeah. Because, you know, I wanted to, like, dress. Because, you right. know, Joan likes it when people are dressed. Right, and right, so, right. so, um, so I walk over to the airport, and I'm sitting there, and it's about an hour before my flight. And I see this really cute Asian guy and this girl come, and they sit at the gate, and they're sort of opposite me. And I smile at him, and he smiles back, but I couldn't tell if it was just, well, he was raised right and so he smiles back at people, or it was flirtatious, but it felt like cruising. he lingered. It felt like he lingered a little too long, but right. I don't know. And because with the slanty eyes, you, maybe he wasn't even really looking at me. I don't know. And so then um, he's with the girl, and they're both looking at a laptop together. So they're cuddled up, but I don't know if they're just physically close because they're looking at the same screen, or whether they're fiancés or what. I'm trying to decipher this. And... Um, so anyway, so I get on – it's Southwest. So I get on the plane about 30 people before them. And as I have a whole row to myself. I'm on the window seat. And I see him and the girl get on the front of the plane as I'm getting in my own little row. But there's about 15 or 20 people between uh, – you know, coming up the aisle currently. So I kind of point at the seats like, do you guys want to sit here? And the girl, like, yes, very animated, very excited. is like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm thinking, I wasn't talking to you, girl. And right, but um, she could be in the loop. So she could be I say, you know, people try page. to sit there, and I say, no, my friends are right here. Yeah. So they get there, and the girl is first, but she holds back and pushes him in so that That's he's right. in the seat next She's to me. Got it. She's so seasoned. I don't waste a second. I go, is this your girlfriend? Yep. Literally, that's the first thing I said to him. And he was right. like, what? And I go, the girl. Are you guys together? And he goes, no, this is my female friend. And I was like, awesome. What's your name? So anyway, so we start talking. They both work in wardrobe. He works in wardrobe on CSI New York. Um, and we're totally flirting. And I, where are you going? Oh, we're going to Vegas. Yeah, me too. What are you guys going to do? We're just coming in town to see a show, and then we're leaving in the morning. Oh, I'm going to the, uh, see a show tonight, and I leave tomorrow night. What show are you seeing? Joan Rivers. Oh, my God. That's where I'm going. I'm going to see Joan. I work for Joan. What? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Turns wow. out... Turns out he bought this weekend for a guy he was dating who was a huge Joan Rivers fan, bought the VIP tickets with the meet and greet afterwards. Right. Then he and the guy break up, so he's making this female friend go with him. Oh, Keep in man. mind, this weekend would have been my second anniversary with Eric. So I was like, I have to get out of town. I can't be in L.A. So I had to do this trip anyway. So I thought the Joan Rivers Vegas trip would help me keep my mind off Eric. Right. And so I'm feeling a little like, oh, it should be Eric going to Vegas with me. And then he's like, has this other guy that should be going to Vegas. Right. So we're both very tender. Because life goes open. on. Yeah. So now we're about, we're like the Navi. We're letting our tentacles get enwrapped <laughs> and I'm about to fuck his blue hole. And so. Um, What's his name? His name is Lawrence. Um, nice. And, um, and so anyway, so, and he's How 37, old? which is like appropriate. Yeah, That's it's good. nice. Okay. So we go to Vegas, and I'm waiting for Karen at the airport because her flight's about a half an hour after mine. Yeah. And it's now starting to sprinkle. 
but because it's a desert and the clouds are low, it's creating lightning that is too low and they have to close the airport because none of the ground crew can be out there because they might get struck by lightning. So Karen's plane is trying to land and they're making it circle and they don't know how long it might be two minutes. It might be an hour of this lightning. So her plane doesn't have enough fuel. So they go to, to Ontario to get to land and get more fuel and come back to Vegas. So now she's not going to land. It's going to be like three more hours. So I say, fuck it and go to the hotel. Are you, is she going to be able to make the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. She was supposed to land at like three. So now she's going to get in at six. So I go to the hotel. I do a little shopping. I decide I want a hand tied bow tie. I don't know how to do them, but I go to the little fancy boutique in the shops and buy a beautiful black silk bow tie. And they teach me how to tie it. And I decided to wear it that night for Joan. So cute. Which she was like, I love your bow tie. And I already did this for you. And she was very touched. And um, then I took a really long bath in like a giant bubble bathtub and had a bottle of champagne on ice when Karen arrived. So when she gets there, I'm in the big fluffy robe in this fancy hotel suite. And we have the remote control automatic window curtains that open and shut and the blinds that come up and down. So I played with that for hours. We sat there, drank champagne, watched the sunset, get dressed up, go to meet our new two friends have a couple drinks, go into did the Joan River show. Did you sit with them? Well, or is it no, seating? we did. It was assigned seating, right. so we were both in the second row, right, on the opposite aisles. Okay. And so Joan does this bit, and she's hilarious, and she's so filthy, and she's calling people a cunt, and and it's just great, and the audience just loves her, and she um, does this bit where she's talking about how it's easier for women because all you have to do during sex is lay there and just mm-hmm. act like it's really good. So she's laying on the stage with her legs in the air doing this bit and she finishes the bit. Now, when you play Vegas, there's three musicians on stage. She has to pay for three musicians even though she doesn't use them. So they literally play anchors away as she comes on and then they play it again when she leaves. They don't even bother to learn a second song. Wow. So they just play her on and off and that's it. And the rest of the show, they're just sitting there on stage, which is really dumb, but that's, you know, one of the union deals. So wild. So she's making this bit about she's 77 and she can't get up. And she's like, not one of you fuckers are going to get up and help me up. You fucking lazy bed. You don't have to play any song and you can't even help an old lady up. And it's clearly a bit. Well, Lawrence doesn't know it's a bit. And he jumps on the stage to try to help her up. Oh. And this frightens Joan. It's never happened in all the years that she's done this bit. She later told me she realized she didn't set the bit up right. She normally says something else that kind of lets you know it's a joke. Yeah. But she thought it was really sweet that he was trying to help her up. But she was pissed because that cuts like six more minutes of funny material that she now couldn't do because somebody helped her up. Because she does this rant about how no one will help anybody nowadays. Yeah. And so she had to cut six minutes. So she was like, your fucking friend. Um, so then after the show, security comes and they're like, don't ever do that again, dude. And I'm like, I calm down. I work for Joan. It's not a big deal. So I have to tell Joan the whole story about meeting him on the plane. Wow. She takes a picture with him afterwards. It ends up being not a big drama, but she's still teasing me about it. Um, and then Joan says the strangest thing to me after the show. Because I say, I pull her aside and I go, i got to tell you, you were on fire tonight. And she goes, do you want to know something? I was so nervous knowing that you were sitting there in the audience. And that blows oh. my mind. Because you would think, 47 years in the industry, she's performed for everyone. How could she be nervous with anyone? But I think it's that thing of... Because I'm nobody. But... She does think that she I'm you, funny. For sure. Yes. And so you want to make the people laugh who you think are funny. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like when like a magician 
yeah. wants to impress other magicians because you know how the tricks are done. Yes, for sure. So I, it was really, that was like the most exciting. I just That's got amazing. all tingly. That's amazing. I love so it. So then we go to dinner and we have what? this. Wait, inf- I want to go back a little bit. When Lawrence said that, did you, did was the fact that he did that a, a sign of like, oh, he doesn't kind of get things? Or was it just like a natural thing that somebody did? Did it make you well, like him more or less? Or were you like, oh, shit? I had stepped out to pee. Oh. So I didn't see it happen. Oh, shit. Joan really yells at people when they get up during her act. Yeah. So since she was lying down, she was kind of facing the other way, and I thought, you could I can out. get out of here without her seeing me. Right. So I actually missed it, and I came oh. back, and Karen goes, you're not going to believe what happened while you were gone. Okay. But I thought it was, oh, she, Joan just said some more outrageous shit. So I didn't find out until afterwards. Okay, so you didn't but see it happen. But she gave Lawrence two of the plants off the stage. I love when she gives, starts yeah. giving the plants away. And so, um, but so no, it didn't make me, I thought, oh, that's sweet. He, cause okay. he genuinely was very embarrassed afterwards. And he goes, right. I didn't think it was a joke. I really thought she wanted help. And I couldn't believe that nobody was helping her up. So yeah. I think that's kind of nice. sweet. Yeah. I just was wondering how that, and, how um, that made you feel about him Yeah, as a budding. So then we go to dinner and it's insane. And we're having like this crazy fancy dinner and it's the champagne and, who is and then it? it's you red wine, then it's white wine. Me, Karen, Joan, her assistant, Jocelyn from New York, and then these two English homosexuals that are in town for two weeks in Vegas visiting her for both weekends while she's there, who are lovely, Digby and Martin. And they're hilarious, and they're a little foul, but also very fussy, and they're hilarious, and they like to drink expensive wines. And um, we have this crazy expensive dinner. So it's now 2 o'clock in the morning, and... The only reason we're taking Joan back to her hotel room is because she has a six a.m. flight. Otherwise, she, she would have do do been she would have gone and gone and gone all night. So we're walking back through the lobby of the the Palazzo Hotel, which is gorgeous, and there's a gang fight that's clearly just ended. This a these twenty year old Asian gangs. The guys have bloodied faces. There's broken glass all around. The girls have also been fighting. You Are they see, tourists or locals? I don't know. They're eight, this Asian young people in their 20s. And the girls are all skanky, hoochie out. And yeah. their makeup is smeared. They've been crying and clearly pulling each other's hair. And the guys They want a Jersey noses. Shore. They want them to be yeah. the New Jersey Shore, clearly. And so we see this as we're walking through the lobby. And Jocelyn tries to nudge Joan to go around the hubbub instead yeah. of just beelining through it like she normally does. And as we're going around trying to just fly under the radar, one of the Asian gang members who couldn't have been 23 years old right. is, has the little plastic twist tie handcuffs on that security has put him on right, waiting right, for the right. cops. Yeah. Looks up and goes, Joan Rivers, I fucking love you. <laughs> and Joan, without missing a beat, goes, I love you too, honey, but you need to behave in public. <laughs> That's hilarious. It was amazing. So That's it was great. the next day, Joan, or, uh, Karen and I just laid by the pool and um, and Joan was out of there at six a.m. Left flight. at six in the morning, but Shit. we stayed all you know until that night. Laid by the uh, pool, it was really nice. Joan was like, "Charge a hundred dollars more to your room because we still have some money left on the account." So nice. charge some stuff to your room, you know. Uh, um, it was so so nice. So it was a great weekend. Now what and, what's happening with Lawrence? Now what's the latest? Um, we're gonna go out tonight. Um, I have you seen saw him? Since him you've been back? Yeah, yeah. I saw him um, Monday night for a little bit, and uh, and we did sex. And right it was on. really good sex because while I was fucking him, I was like, "Don't ever go on stage when a comic is doing a bit." So it was really good sex. Right on. Um, and then I told Joan that later, and she was like, "Good." She was like, "Angry sex is the best sex," which is just funny coming out of the mouth For of a sure. seventy-seven-year-old Jewish woman. Wow. And um, 
And last night we went and saw Leap of Faith at the Amundsen, yes. which I want to talk about. But I you want... tell the story because I've been talking a long time. That's so great, though. You had a great time in Vegas. Yeah. Um, let me see. I um, saw Promises, Promises, the the Sean Hayes one the on video? DVD. I yeah. saw a pirate one. Sure. I was not that into it. Of course not. Just as in, in general. Kristen Chenoweth sure is cute. Uh, yeah. It was a different kind of part for her, but she's always interesting. But isn't it the other woman that was like yeah, the star? Yeah, she was great. Yeah, she only had like two scenes, but she made things, everything more exciting when she was on. But um, yeah, I wasn't into it, that into it. Now, did it have close-ups and stuff? Um, it's You get used to it. It's not super close, but yeah. But it's so funny who's <laughs> ever shooting these things. It's like... You know, it takes them a while to get it settled in and focused, and every once in a while a finger will go in front of the lens. And I keep waiting for somebody to show up and say, Sir, we're going to have to see you. We're going to speak here outside. And there's cops. And Well, I want someone to knock on the door while you're watching it because yeah. I know that'll scare the shit out of you. Oh, yeah, because I am a rule keeper. Yeah. But I also, would lo- I also love the idea that the video pirate has an opinion. Like, Sean, Sean Hayes does something, and he's like, Ugh. Really? No, I just think that would be an hilarious idea. For a, like, if you had a video pirate, oh boy. That's like going to something with me. <laughs> exactly. If you were the Basically, video pirate. that's what you're saying. Yeah, if you were the video pirate, it would be like, promise is promise. Oh, uh, well, first of all, it would be three minutes. <laughs> and then I probably would Leave. leave the theater. Like, there's right. no way there'd be a second act. No. On most yeah, of my yeah, yeah. pirated yeah. Uh, so, theater experiences. I mean, I love the choreography um, with the ensemble. There wasn't yeah. a ton of it, but they made some stuff out of that. But I wasn't it's that into it. It's Bergerac, right? Yeah, but the songs that were that you remember, I'll Never Fall in Love with Again was sweet. Yeah. And then the other stuff that you know, like Say a Little Prayer and A House yeah. is Not a Home, were added in. They weren't even part of the original score. So You mean added for this remount? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so they didn't do it. They huh. added those in. Um, but Sean doesn't sing any of those songs, does he? He does a bit of a house is not a home like oh a reprise, um, but I I wasn't that into him. But I don't was... necessarily agree with the Newsweek thing where. Oh, okay. That's I don't what I think ask. that like that. I just wasn't. I don't know. I don't know if it was the part or the show. I didn't think oh that queen, right? But I also didn't connect. Which reminds me, I'm going to be on TV on Tuesday. <laughs> For Gossip Speaking Queen? of Oh That Queen, yeah, I'm okay. doing the Gossip Queen 7 p.m. logo, awesome. Tuesday the 12th, and it'll rerun a bunch of times the rest of the week. But really, you want to set your TiVos because I don't, I don't think it's going to go well. So Why? I think You've people, taped I think, it. yeah, we taped it. They taped the whole week on Tuesday morning, and then Is it, it airs the show? following week. Yeah, it's every night at 7 p.m. But all of next week's stuff was already taped on Tuesday. So it's, so it's really already old dated. now, and it hasn't yeah. even aired yet. Like, yeah. it's really odd. It's a Byron Allen thing. Um, but they were – everyone was really nice except Lonnie Love. And I don't think that her prickliness was specific to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, five in a day, and I think she had a lot of stuff going on. And Yeah, what did you she, talk um, about? But uh, I talked about um, Anderson Cooper getting that – yeah, hour long daytime show. Yeah, to sort of everyone's trying to fill in Ellen or uh, right. Oprah's hole, and um, and but it, since that story broke, um, now you know he d- was on Ellen like via satellite the other day, right? Talking about the preview for the um, whose movie is it? Uh, 
Vince Vaughn has a new movie coming out, and I guess they say something like, oh, that's so gay or something in the trailer. Like, there's some kind of lame gay joke. Yeah. And he was like, I just find that really homophobic, and I can't believe in 2010 we're literally having to have – they're not even going to edit that out of the trailer. Like, they think that's fine to put in the commercial. Yeah. And a lot of the comments are if he would come out, he'd have more of a leg to stand on. But how much of a – how much can he advocate – yeah, he, he on he those can. kinds of issues, right? When his his way of being is sending the message, there's something wrong about it. I'm a huge fan of his, yeah, but me yes, too. I'm really conflicted. And how is he going to do an hour? Like, I've my heard thing that... is, how is he going to do an hour daytime talk show without ever revealing anything about himself? Yeah, no. Like, it's it's he's not going to do it. I've heard that he'll be out by then. Yeah, he's going to have to. He's going to have to, because that stuff's all about authenticity. Like, you can't... He doesn't have to make a big deal out of it. But I love the idea... Lot, but he cannot keep doing this bullshit. My fantasy is that the exec producer is trying to get him to come out. Yeah. So it's all, like, cooking segments. Yeah. And it's like... And, you know, and Anderson's, like, trying not to give it away, but right. he's like, ugh... I love how you've whipped those egg whites. Yeah. Those peaks are so f- stiff and frothy. Shit. Yeah. Like he's constantly almost giving it yeah. away. And, and uh, Anderson, and please welcome Madeline Albright. Cher! It's Cher! <laughs> Fuck! Who, you guys, who did you guys? You switched it. Oh my God. Oh, Cher. Well, um. Oh my gay God. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, I'm calling Kathy Griffin right what, now. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Wait no. a minute. Yeah, he can't pull that. My shit. boyfriend loves you. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's out of the closet. Um, but, but it's like the test pattern, like the, the, beep. yeah, it, they would have this card that says Anderson Cooper technical difficulties. Like every time yeah. he almost gaze himself out. What was that joke that we had back it when we used to hang Kathy. out with Kathy and it was like guy, but I can't remember the setup for Well, it. no, our joke was that when she was doing the live Emmy broadcast, right. anytime she said anything too scandalous, E would just go to that rainbow bar test pattern. Yeah. And so she'd be like, oh, I'm so sick of Jesus. And then would come back and she'd be like interviewing the next. Here, I'm here with John Mayer. So you don't really think Jen Addison's that good at And it would come back. It was all of it. It was all rainbow. But there was another joke where somebody was saying the word gay, but she subbed out the word guy. The joke was that you and I wanted to be in the closet. As her best friends, and so every time we said anything about being her best gays, we changed it. They looped they it later. They looped it in guys. So, that it was it someone else. It wasn't guy. even us. It was guys. And so <laughs> yeah. we were like, we're, we're Kathy's main gays. Guy. Guys. And it was like yeah. in post, like the network And it decided. always sounded the same flat guys. Um, <laughs> here's my thing with, with – here's what I'm sick about with gay closeted celebrities. That when they come out, they always do this. Well, I was never in. In my, I was sure. never in, and everyone in my personal life knew it. Yeah. You know what? I'm sick of that shit. Just say, look, it was about money. Yep. It was about being afraid I wouldn't have the opportunities I that like I wanted. Working. I like working, and I like making money. Yeah. And I would come out and not starve, but I wanted to make a lot of money. Sure. And you know what? Own I had it. to have fuck you money. Well, in this case, it's fuck him money. Yeah. But or fuck I me needed money. to have it. I, I needed to... fuck me money. Yeah. Um, but quit doing that. Well, everyone in my life knew I was never in that. I've, if I see, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, and my hope is that he will, when he comes out, he'll totally own that. It was his choice working in the conservative news industry that he wanted to. Yeah. He chose that he was going to wait till he got to yeah. a certain level 
of comfortability before he was going to reveal it because and I it could be never successful. be unsaid. I wanted to yeah. be successful, and I literally wrote down on a piece of paper the money thing. This dollar amount. How many zeros? Yeah. I get it. That's reasonable. But quit pretending. Well, everybody knew. I never felt like it was never <laughs> bullshit. You know? And I don't like when Anderson Cooper is in the closet and then does Regis and Kelly. Or Kathy Griffin, New Year's Eve. I don't sure. think you can be in the closet and be like, hey, girl, did you see the housewives last night? I'm with Ripa. I resent that. I've said that on this podcast. No, but I think you should say it again. I like that. I don't you like that. Rarely... You know what? Be the news guy. And you know what? It's all about that. But you shouldn't get to be sassy in the morning. Yeah. It's not fair. And how about a baggy t-shirt when you go to New Orleans? Yeah. Oh, he fucking loves it. Why are you fucking disaster. teasing us with yeah. these fitted t-shirts? No. If you're he not even going to. that. Are you kidding? Yeah. He the, he hears that there's an earthquake in Haiti. Cut to him at home with oh he has the Rodrigo yeah yeah and he's got them all. I'm thinking Mulberry. Well, three blacks for sure. V neck right. skinny I'm jeans. Think, do you think mm, I could do skinny I don't jeans? Know, skinny jeans. I'm gonna do the Mulberry. Is the media ready and for the plum. skinny jeans? Yeah, I'm gonna do. Honey, Look at this Kelly think? Green. Look at this with my silver hair. I like that. I think that's good. Right. Oh drive shit, that's a medium. Oh <laughs> wait a minute. All right. You know what? We'll shrink it. Louise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know it is what it is. Anyway, it's a gun show, but any- I hope he comes out. I think it's I think he's gonna. I've heard that through a, from a credible source. Um, well, why are you not saying who the source is? Because I feel like I can't, and I I will tell you off the thing. Yeah, okay. because it just happened, and I I think so. Uh, I can't tell you. I so. went and saw Leap of Faith at the Amundsen, and yes. this is the Steve Martin gospel musical, which was apparently a big movie and a popular soundtrack, and I don't remember it. I don't mm-hmm. think I saw it. Yeah, I don't think I saw who the was movie. The chick in it? I don't remember who the girl was, um, but they are so talented. It's Alan Menken, right? So the music music is really good, and it's Brooke Shields and what's his face? It's um, yeah, Raul, Raul Esparza, right? On. And he gives you a performance that is so big you can take some home with you in a doggy bag, right? But he's like for the that role, factory yeah, of... for that role, it's good. Right on. You need him to be so charismatic. You know, that you believe. So I liked him. The casting was great. But Brooke Shields literally invents a new kind of horrible. Like, it's a whole new terrible. That's the name of her new book. That you've Brooke never Shields, seen on stage a new before. kind of horrible. Yeah. It's, it's, she really invented a new, like, she, first of all, they have her in this wig. The wigs are so good in the show, yeah. except for the one on Brooke Shields, which doesn't make sense. It's right out of the bag. It had this weird kink in the back, like where it had been sitting in the bag. And it's really reddish because she has a redheaded son. And they're really trying to make it look like trying he could have come it, yeah, out of yeah, her. Exactly. And it's like, you know, we're going to accept. It doesn't matter. And But that was the vagina violin solo. Is is great. That's yeah. the, the actual <laughs> closer. <laughs> the, the 11 o'clock number. Uh, yeah. And um, but she is so like she sings these songs and every song starts with the same, like every song, all of her songs start with like a little piano gliss, which is just, yeah. right? Because it's that thing where I'm talking to you and, you know, as we do the podcast, I just want to remind you that I love Diet Coke, <laughs> yeah. right? So we're right, going right, to talk right. into it. Right. And so, but her songs are all like ballads. So she's like, so as we're doing this podcast, I just want to remind you that, 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 <laughs> So it's not very that, 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 I, that, know, that, no, I love Diet Coke. That's Harris. And she literally goes, that, that, <laughs> I, I love Diet Coke to get there. And it's like, 
<laughs> you just Johnny imagine did that once on one of our favorite. You imagine plays. everyone backstage is talking, hanging out, playing cards, and they go, "Oh, here it comes! Here's the cue!" Because it's all about the first word of every song. The, the, <laughs> and they're really soft, tender. Because my son is crippled. My, my, my son, <laughs> son is. And it's a lot of ten. It's ten thinking. My, my, my. <laughs> like, it's so. It's not like my son. There's none of that. It's my, my, my son. And it just <laughs> becomes, to me, it becomes funnier and funnier. Once you've realized that. I can't. Now someone, I have to go see it. You have to. And the With thing the, is. It's a show. Do you think it'll go to Broadway? Do you think it's a good show? No. I mean, I think that there's. The problem is. The whole second act is this guy internally realizing that he's a sham and that he really should live a life that is, you know, not so on shammy. The but it's all happening in his head, and you can't see that on stage. Yeah. So the choreography is great. The set design is great. The songs are catchy. The cast is so talented, except for Book Shields. And I just kind of felt like, though, for a hundred bucks, there's a moment at the end, the big finale moment happens and I happily would pay a hundred dollars just for that moment because it's so incredible. But I kind of feel like on Broadway, I don't know. I mean, yeah. if nine to five couldn't even last and I love yeah. that show, I don't think this, but well, anyway, um, all right. but she is so bad in it. And now I'm going to have to find some reviews. I saw her in Chicago, the musical, and I thought she was better than you'd think. Like, like not bad. So and she's bad acting in it. Like, I don't understand why she's so bad because I like her and I think she's talented, but she's not a singer and she's just really woefully miscast. Yeah. It needs to be like a cute Renee Zellweger kind of put upon just me and my son, Jerry Maguire yeah. type, you know, and you don't really believe that Brooke Shields ever really is a keep her head down kind of person. Yeah. You know? All right, next topic. We met got? some couch potatoes this week. Oh, we sure did. Uh, Norma and Rob from Orlando and Rob's great. friend Randy came awesome. to the Village Variety Pack. I also saw Norman, uh, Norma at Disney. What did you – now, you went to Disneyland? I went – not to the park. I w just went to the Kingdom Club. Okay, and how was that? Fun. Did they have, like, but, Mickey Mouse with glow sticks? No, but they had, like, Go-Go Boys – and Bruce Valanche and Jennifer Lewis, and it was fun. Although, here's the thing. You think big, sexy dance party, and then it's Disney dorks. Yeah. So it's a bit like, uh, I don't know. It's, a, it's, it's an interesting crowd. It's got the, the trappings of a... So it's like the go-go boy, but he still has those fucking collector pins <laughs> tape, like stuck through his G-string. Well, the go-go boys were go-go boys for hire. They're the same guys you see in West Hollywood okay. and all that stuff. With Probably a fucking lanyard, well, um, yeah, a bunch of fucking pins on. I hate those fucking collector pins so much. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't. I have some that I need to get rid of and maybe sell because I got them when I went on that Disney tour, yeah, which was fun. But I should, they should have a home where people love the pins and shit. They need to make you some money. So, um, but yeah, it was it was good. I got to see Derek and Romaine and love them. Yeah, he did the Gossip Queens this week. Oh, Derek did. Yeah, was he there? Okay, I didn't see him. Right. On. His episode he taped last Tuesday. Yeah, 
before D- Disney. Right on. You know, so it aired this current past week. Now, but, do they pay um, you for the Gossip Queens? Not until it's like your third time. Okay. But they told me that they want to make me a regular, so I should nice. be doing it every other week. Great. Um, I yeah. wonder if the show's doing well for Logos. It can't possibly be, but yeah, I don't. I think it also costs them eight dollars to make. Yeah, so. but that's their thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, hanging out with Norma and um, Ra- the couch potatoes. Um, Hope to he is people love it. It's in the vernacular. I love Movies that. and more. People yeah. seem to get. I love that. Um, although it's weird when somebody that listens brings up something and you don't remember what it is. I've had that happen where I'm like, I don't so know what I. that I. And it's so embarrassing. It hurts my heart. Well. Because it makes me feel bad. No, it's just a lot of material that you. We can't remember every gym. No, I'm kidding. But God, uh, it makes me feel like such an a-hole. No. When someone mentions some joke and you go, yes. I, and I'm no, suddenly should... I'm Brooke Shields trying to find my note. Mm, and but wait, wait, yes. That people tell funny. me things in my book that I don't remember. I'm like, I don't Oof. remember. But that was, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, well, speaking of uh, couch potatoes, yeah, we have a, we have a bunch of emails. Um, this one is called You Guys Brightened Up My Night. Oh, shit. Um, and it's from uh, Jason, who I, I know who Jason is. We're Facebook friends, and he's cute. Um, I would just like, hey, guys, I would just like to say that I am a day late listening to your podcast, and I'm sorry. And a dollar short. But I thought that you should know no matter what is going on in my day, when I see that podcast download, I can't wait to listen Excuse me, and live vicariously through you both. You guys brighten my day or night, depending on when I'm listening. I hope that one day you guys do get a show on Sirius, or at least get to be on once a week. I'm glad that both of you are working. Tony, watch the driving, mister. And Dennis, I hope that since things are going well, that life in your head is better. We all go through shit. Well, boys, I can't wait till the next podcast. Uh, And so that is so, so cool. That's very sweet. Then we also have God. I love this podcast. Um, I'm a true couch potato. The podcast is great. I diligently wait from week to week, updating my iTunes for a new PCAST. It's my secret sin. You are both funny, clever, and juicy. This year has been huge for you two. Love, 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 Joan. Always have, always will. Ass finger, man. Ew. LOL. So, boys, I'm off to Vegas. Go ahead. Huh? You don't know the half of the ass finger, man. I'm off to Vegas in a couple of weeks for a conference at the Hilton. My mission is to go to the meetings, snore, and then in my off time, search for that tard. I will leave no steam room unturned. LOL. Uh, Come on now. The Flesh Jack rocks. My BF got me one. Thank you. I'm reading The Velvet Rage after the recommendation, and now I need a vodka. Bye. (laughs) So I love this email. What's his name? Doug. And I want to tell Doug that the Tard is in the poster for the Chippendale show. There's a couple different versions, but there's one where they're all sitting yeah, on these big white cubes. The, you, no, you there just time. wasn't time. There wasn't time for sussing anything out. Um, so any podcast, any couch potatoes that go to Vegas, it's at the Rio, How? and his name is supposed to be Alex Castillo. Okay. Um, that was his name on Facebook before he deleted his account. So I don't Shit. know if that's really his name. Do you feel like it could be just somebody else pretending to be him? And Maybe. Thing? But I don't know. So all it's right. interesting. Wow. And then what's the other, the rest of the ass finger man? Oh, not much. Just that he does it a lot and it's gross. Who does it a lot? This person that I can't tell. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he does that to people's ass. That's his thing. Like if you're out in a club with him and he's had a few drinks, <laughs> somebody's getting it. And oh, I hope boy. it's not during the middle of a violin solo because it changes wee the timbre. Um, so dear, this one is um, from Uncool. Oh, never mind. 
So it's the same guy that wrote, <laughs> that wrote about Uncool the Uncool Jim photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dear Couchman. By the way, that's pr- pronounced Couchman. I like not that. Couchman. I like Couchman. Um, like yeah, Watchmen. Couchman. I like it. Uh, after my recent emails about gym photos and sheets, a washing come, I write on a more sedate topic. <laughs> my first email to you at the end of March 2010 slobbered all over you and made the explicit point that you should have a radio show. Serious right Out on. Q would be the perfect venue. I know. I was happy to hear you guys express such desire on the latest podcast. Of course. So, what are you guys going to do about it? Oh, I'm thrilled that you're both working and thriving creatively. Build on that energy, grow a podcast audience. Dennis, I know you're a fan of the radio by your references to Howard Stern. As I said before, what's great about your podcast is that you, just like Howard, hold nothing back. Yet Howard has the benefit of years of audience building that is now fascinated with the um, minutia of his life and the folks around him. Right. We loyal couch potatoes. Uh, feel the same about you, but I fear that it limits the wider appeal of the podcast. It took me days to go back and listen to all the old podcasts so that I would understand all the references and context for the show. I'm not complaining. It was great fun, but few people are that dedicated. In short, what is wonderful about the podcast is also what I believe may slow its growth. I have a feeling this suggestion might piss you off, but I've already done that enough, so what the hell. It would be great, a fun experiment for you guys to try part of the podcast as if it were an audition for Sirius. Um, directed to a wider audience. I know you guys eschew preparation and topics, and that's what's most fun about what you do because of the storytelling and the repartee. But I do think it would be... I don't think it would be that much of a change. The key to what you guys do best is the very witty remarks that flow from the discussion. Um, And then it, it goes on. So basically... Basically, dead air. Uh oh. Um, so he basically he just goes on to say that uh, we need to, you know, we should consider that. I'm fascinated by the idea that what's best about the podcast is also what limits it, and I agree with that. Is my point? That's well, why I chose to Well, if it were a radio that. show, you would, we would, have some, you know, guests here and there, sure. or topics or what, you know, like it would right. be shaped like it a radio would be show. about what's happening in yes. the world, not just our world, and have a find the mix of preparation and spontaneity. But my history with with Sirius is complicated because I have guest hosted quite a bit on there when people are gone. Mm-hmm. And when last year um, they got me, they had to change their paperwork. So I basically became like a, a an employee. Like yeah. I filled out, I went through the whole thing, notarized and all that stuff. So if Frank or whoever's out, they can call me. But sure. they haven't done that since January. And – the first time I guest host, the first time I guest hosted was in 2003 for a guy named Harrison. Sure. And Harrison, I did a week um, because John McMullen, who was running the show at the time, had met me through Derek sure. and thought I could do this. Liked right. my personality, yeah. knew my journalism background, you know, gave me this chance. And I loved it, and it was great. And then near the end of that year, Harrison le- was let go. Yeah. And they offered me a show. John offered me a show. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. I was in. I was in. They talked. You know, he said, this is the kind of money. And, you know, it was like happening. And then because they thought Harrison would stay on through his, you know, whatever, that they that wasn't going to happen. He was gone. And they needed somebody right away. And they gave the show to Frank DeCaro in New York. And ever since then, I've, you know, it was heartbreaking and ever since then, I've done a week here, a week there, a day here, a day there. And I don't know how else to get their attention. I don't sure. know. I can't even get that program guy who is can be quite nice. Like, the people that work there can't even get him on the phone. Yeah. So in terms of, like, 
oh, if you do this, Sirius will care. I mean, right, right. I don't. I feel like no, we're just gonna do what we do, and then yeah, I don't know how to get them to care. I mean, you know, and and uh, so what's my point? Yeah, no, it's um, and nobody leaves there. Right, that's the thing. Oh well, yeah. So anyway, I would love something like that, but I don't know how much more in the loop and in that family I can be, and I still, you know, I actually at one point wanted to just talk to the guy for 15 minutes about radio yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Not gonna what happen. do I need? No. And yeah. I'm on, on the payroll. I'm on sure. the, yeah, yeah. it was You're weird. And it was like, yeah, it was so weird. So what's my point? I have a history with them and I love doing it more than anything, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This, I think um, someone's going to have to die and someone else is going to have to be in the right, perfect, right place right, at the right, right time. For sure. Yeah. Um, the next one is called How Hot Am I? Okay. Boys, thank you for your kind words. In response to your question, attached is a picture of me from a couple years ago. Right on. Do you know who it is? No. Uh, Sadly, I am not as active this year due to my fascinating job near the centers of power, uh, which is the Washington, D.C. version of Movies and More, to demonstrate the body and prove the absence of male genitalia. As oh, a tra- Tory in DC? Yes. As a tra- tranny and proud of that handle, I couldn't give a shit about all the politically correct stuff and gender pronouns. There are more important things to worry about. Great podcast as usual. Can't wait for the serious show uh, with you two. Please track down that retard to confirm he really exists. Tory in DC. And there's a photo attack. Oh, shit. Which I am now going to hand to you. How fucking hot is Tori? <laughs> Holy shit. She's a fucking knockout. Well, first of all, what are the pants? They're a like- knockout with her lack of cock out. <laughs> she, but it's full on. She's wearing chaps and high heels and, and lipstick. And boobs are out. And vagina. And vagina. So we've now answered uh, when we were like, does she Shit. still have a penis? Does he, she have a penis? Yeah. Like, and on the back is Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. And Tori looks better. Yeah, Tori looks better. Bitch stole my look. Fuck. Bitch stole my vagina. Bitch stole my vagina. <laughs> Bitch wow. stole my snatch. She served up the picture. So when you ask for a podcast listener to email you a picture, picture. We expect chaps, boobs, and genitals. I want to see your cocks now, couch <laughs> exactly. potatoes. I want to see not enough. your potatoes. All right. Um. So God bless you, Tori. And I wish... We could put it up like on our Facebook page yeah. so everyone could see how fucking smoldering you are. Right Don't on. Don't you think that's the word, smoldering? I think so. Well, she's, I love the coquettish hair over one hither. eye. Yeah, it's a very come hither stare. I want to say this. She's crouched down kind of like a pussycat doll. I want to say to Tori, this is something that so many in the tranny community do wrong. <laughs> you have done your eyebrows right. And I applaud that. You have beautiful, a beautiful soft arch. They're not drag queeny. Well, we can only see one because of the because her hair is over. Yeah, um, and also nice bush. Okay, so (laughs) what? I don't know what you paid for it, but it was worth every penny. That's all I'm saying. Uh, All right, this is my final uh, email, but as you can see, it's a page and a half long, and it's called "Sit on This Finger." Oh fuck! And the first sentence is so intriguing. Right on, dear Dennis and Tony. You know who I am. But I'm writing anonymously because the story I'm about to convey is just too embarrassing to sign my name to. But what about the email addresses there? Um, they literally created a new email address just for this couch potato fan. Oh, at, that's I don't want to so say where, but like devotion. it's literally someone does not want us to know who they are. Right on. 
Um, so anyway, I'm dating this guy I met on Craigslist. Yes, I know these are polluted waters, but I was been in a bad place. Any port in a storm. Exactly. Fuck it. So I made it clear that I was looking for someone to date and not just have sex with. But this is L.A. You know how it goes. Anyway, there's something about this guy that told me to be careful. So I didn't want to have sex with him until I felt more comfortable with him. We're making out after our first dinner date. are you me? (laughs) We're making out before our first dinner date. And before I know it, he puts his hand down my pants and he's squeezing my butt cheek and trying to slip a finger in. Now, I'm quick and tight, and as Tony has said, it's not that I'm proud of this or anything, but I've never received the anal thing. It's just not, I've never been inspired to do it. So, I wiggle away quickly, really turned off by what felt like an aggressive act. Maybe if he were more skilled, I would have felt differently, or maybe I'm just a tight ass, literally. Whatever, but now he's all Dr. Jekyll again and apologizing, blah, blah, blah. And so there's a second date, and he tries it again. And now it feels like memento or Groundhog Day because it's exactly the same thing with the finger and then the apologies. But he does have other good qualities, and I'm thinking that maybe I'm being too prudish. Still, it just doesn't feel right. So, of course, it turns out that even though he's presented himself as a professional who helps low-income people get into affordable housing, I later find out he has a side business of being a massage therapist who specializes in happy endings and fucking rich men for cash. I learned this later after he flaked out on a couple of our scheduled dates with Hope to He messages, and I clicked on a link at the bottom of one of his emails that he left on by accident, and it took me to his creepy sex site. This is good, right? Isn't this this good? This is so fucking good. But of course, when he explains, it all makes sense. So I go on another date, and of course, this um, says something about me, but I'm trying to be non-judgmental and open since this is in L.A. and I'm lonely, but blah, blah, blah. We get it. I get it. on the next date, I really don't want the finger thing to happen because I haven't taken a shit that morning. Dennis, how are you feeling? I'm fascinated because yeah. I need to know more about all yeah. of that for my so, own self. So uh, to, just to reiterate, uh, our person writing the email has not taken a shit this morning. Because so, I also I also thought, well, I'm also relieved because I just took one. Or I like, I don't know, is it good that, <laughs> is it better? Where in the cycle do you want to Where be? Where is the ideal place? intruded? Yes. Well, anyway. Right after? It's or... the next date. Okay. It's they're now on their next date and he hasn't taken a shit. So you know how when you know it's just sitting there, like maybe just right above the second sphincter. Like it sphincter. might be right there. Yeah. And he okay. literally describes it beautifully. It's right at the second sphincter, but right. not going anywhere. Right. I like that when it's really digging its heels in. It's like my career in Sirius. And so um, I'm at the Spectre Singer, but I ain't going anywhere. Or maybe it's even a little lower, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> You really don't want anyone going anywhere near it. Right. And there's just not enough time to douche or do whatever. Right. But none of this matters because I'm so determined not to let his finger go anywhere near my butt. Yeah. But let's face it, he's a pro and I'm an amateur. <laughs> and we have this sit on my finger moment at his place. So up my bum, it went. And we both knew what had just happened the second he stuck it in and he pulled it and I pulled away fairly quickly. There go our rights. So now there we are both pretending that he didn't have a sticky finger now. Right on. (laughs) But he did. So now I'm just trying to get out of there, but he is pissed and pretending not to me. So then he musses my hair playfully Trying to wipe his finger clean. Oh, God. This is so disgusting. <laughs> this is the most disgusting. I, know, I love it so much. Oh, it's... He's wiping poo finger in his hair. All right. You know, like the guys from Jackass get paid millions of dollars to try to come up with stuff like this. And <laughs> we've got it for free. Yeah. Take Try that, Johnny Knoxville. So um, just to catch you guys up. 
Um, he's now mussing my hair playfully, trying to wipe the poop off his finger. It's like, and in that yeah. moment, I am so thankful that we hadn't done anything more that I rinsed, uh, that I rinsed with mouthwash every time I left his place because thinking about him feels so toxic. And that was just one of those moments of velvet rage clarity that this guy who liked to present himself as a sexy evolved guy was just engaging in acts of aggression disguised as sex. I mean, look, whether it's someone sticking his finger up your butt or his tongue in your mouth when you greet at a party or some guy grabbing your nipple as you pass, to me, it's just rape light. And it's not as bad as being Jodie Foster on a pool table, but it's still the other person saying, I don't give a fuck what you want or feel. I'm doing this and fuck you. And so now it's part of the victim victimizing the next victim cycle, like Oprah forcing us to read Anna Karenina or whatever. But I'm glad you guys are talking about it in an entertaining and fun way, and I hope it brings about some change. So I just want to say thanks. Your faithful couch potato, light, tight, and out of sight. <laughs> That's unbelievable. First of all, that blew my fucking mind. That is such a great email. Oh, my God. And first of all, it but there is that... all of our favorite things in it. Bad dates... Uh, you know, unwanted sexual advantages, a hint of poo, and then and reflection, clarity afterwards, self-reflection, yeah, exactly, and like what the fuck's really going on here? And a clever moment. title, yeah. Wow, I hope the person that did that would like tighten out a sight. We know will one day say, "Hey, or do you have me. any idea who it is? No, nope, zero. I the got one, nothing. The one, most of the people that I know locally that come to mind that listen to it are in relationships and are not single, so I don't know. So yeah, but that doesn't surprise me at all. That's kind no. of an amazing story. Whoever you are, you have to tell us, and we promise not to say it on the air. Wow, um, that's an amazing story. In Light trade, now to sight. In the trade, in the name of this. In trade, I will email you Tori's naked picture. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Tori, you're okay. And you could come that. to a taping of Fashion Police. But oh. for sure, Tori, you're co-signing on that, right? I believe oh, yeah. that Tori <laughs> wants us to know who the friend is so bad. She's totally sure. okay with us sending the picture of her beaver around to that. <laughs> Light, tight, and out when of sight person. When she sent a picture, I had no idea that was what we were going to get. I'm Amazing. kind of amazed by it. I know. Today is like Christmas it's with a the great podcast. Day. Let me just share. I've got other things on my podcast. Good. I can save some for no, later. No, go we, for it. Come on. It's already it's not 53, even and I'm going to Long Beach. Um, I, so we're sitting here on Friday night. Maybe we'd potted. I don't know. And we, you're reading Entertainment Weekly. And what is in there? Yes. But number seven on the must list. Yes. Fashion Police. There it is. Number seven. A picture Rivers. of Joan. And then it says Joan and Kelly Osborne in the panel. Uh, hilariously hilariously rip on the... celebrities. Yeah. And in, t in priceless segments like Starlet or Streetwalker. Um, and I was so giddy was with great. excitement in that moment. You freaked out like Anderson Cooper getting Cher instead of. Yes. Mad uh, Madeline, Madeline Albright, Albright. That horse. But I will tell you what that was about. A, it was just great. And it's fun. Oh, I know what it's about, but tell the audience. Here's what it's about. My goal for this year was to get through it. My <laughs> goal for this year, seriously, yeah. was to not die. Yeah. I wrote a manifesto. Number one is I will not die today. Because I was, you know, in a bad place. I wasn't going to do anything myself, but that felt like where we were yeah. going. So the idea, I thought I can get back on my feet and maybe I could do something, be involved in something that is Entertainment Weekly in a year or two. But I didn't think I didn't think that was in the cards for 2010. Yeah, and being involved, even for sure, and, and like and but Starlet like, and Streetwalker was your pitch. It was my pitch. I called it Starlet or Hooker, and Lisa, our right. boss, came up with Streetwalker, which is better. It's funnier yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's better. But, but the it's, idea, it's just it's especially fulfilling that not only is the show mentioned that the thing that's singled out 
is something that has your fingerprints on yes. it. Yes. That's a great and feeling. And some poo. Because I hadn't gone to the bathroom, or I had. You should wipe it in Joan's hair. <laughs> exactly. And we'll come first look or full circle. But I was giddy with joy seeing that because I didn't think yeah. that was about that 2010 would have something like that in it. I thought, because, you know, I've done some cool things in my career that have had, gotten out there in certain ways, but I didn't think that would happen this year. Yeah. So and I was thrilled. I got to tell Joan. I know. What was that like? She didn't know that it was in the weekly. As much as as conscientious as she is about wanting people to laugh and have a good time and the show to do well, it seems like she would like that. Like that would mean something to her. Oh, she was thrilled. Yeah. But um, I couldn't believe that she didn't know yeah. on Saturday when it had been in people's mailboxes on Friday right. that in 24 hours, no one emailed or texted yeah. Joan. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. So she didn't know. She hadn't seen it. Right. On. And um, so she was very, very pleased. All right. And um, she loves that Starlet or Street. I love that she says Starlet or Streetwalker. The way she says Starlet yeah, is very is funny awesome. to me. And um, she says that she was somewhere walking through an airport or something, and Joan, some woman said, Joan, and pointed to another woman that was dressed similarly as the person yelling, and went, that bitch stole my look. <laughs> as Joan was walking great. through an airport, and she goes, oh, when you're in the ether, when you're in... When it's just when people are attaching themselves to catchphrases yeah. and stuff, that's really a great sign. That's so great. She was thrilled with that. And I've I heard nothing's official yet, and I don't know if you've heard anything about this. I just started to hear the rumblings of it on Friday that they may want a year end special. Though I undoubtedly, yeah. I they would be foolish not to. But I think that's yeah, like an hour long one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Start, you know, that's exciting. Because mm -hmm. I'm not used to things going. That's the thing. Right. Like, this big show, sketch show is I for sure going to be on through I the killed. end of award season. We are guaranteed, Fashion Police is guaranteed to keep going until March. Yeah. I'm you telling sure? you that right now. Okay. I mean, I'm not, that's not what the network is saying. Yeah. But they'd the, be the, dumb to take it off right before they're going to do. They do Fashion Police anyway yeah. during award season. Right. So they're not going to cancel it for the month yeah. of December. We're already almost to November. Right. So they're not going to cancel it for the last eight weeks of the year and then bring it back. Like, they'll yeah. just, at this point, I think that we're as secure yeah. as a person can be in television. Yeah. And um, you've been warming up the audience, and I think that adds a lot. Just a little bit, yeah. It just makes them feel like, because the way the place is set up, there's cameras and shit in the way, and it yeah. just makes them, it feels good. It's good. And you're great at it, and yeah. natural. Oh, um, thanks. Well, it's fun to do. Well, I'm going to be doing Tony Tripoli, I Shit My Pants. Uh, at the Cavern Club Theater, which is in Casita del Campo Restaurant in Silver Lake, uh, November 19th, 20th, and 21st. Rock on. Um, and I'm going to make Kelly Osborne come. I love her. Yeah, I like her. I lot. love what she brings to the show, and I just like her. Yeah. I, yeah. She, Kelly and George are on the dish this week. Yes. And doing a very funny bit. Good. That um, was my idea. Good. And you had that amazing. Um, and it's fun. Retouching idea, too with uh, they're, yeah they're, that really anchored that, that worked it made it worthwhile and it, people laugh it's a really watch it on the tape it's great oh good yeah there's a really great joke in fashion police where joan reveals her untouched photo we're talking about retouching photo. we're talking about how retouching so, happens so much uh, in hollywood and the madonna pictures and um what else is on your post-it mr henson well You're in Long i Beach saw yes rub down is showing tomorrow but it's um a part of a program with pretty and it's like we know everyone in it so That's it'll be awesome. fun um, and I saw the social network. Did you see it? I've not seen it yet. It's great. 
I liked it very much. Smart, smart writing. Yeah. Good movie. Um, I want to talk about Modern Family, but I think next time. Why? Because I feel like it's kind of losing a little something. I don't know. Um, did you see this week with did. Nathan Lane? Yeah, I don't like him. And I think it's weird to have a guest star that you're talking about the whole episode, but is only in one scene. Yeah. And I loved the idea of the earthquake. Yeah. Something happening. Um, but I feel like that wasn't the best use of the Nathan Lane character. That should have been a whole other episode. Yeah, I didn't... I thought it was funny, but it felt like any show could do the kind of fussy gay... There was something about it that felt... Yeah, I don't believe there's anyone ever in I don't the know world anyone that's like ever that. been named Pepper Saltzman. No, and I don't know that guy. I mean, right. maybe kind of, but he seemed like a Nathan Lane character. Of course. And the thing I liked about the show is that it's seems it's kind of real. not the most obvious. Yes. Anyways. And... Um, yeah, I do. I mean, I, li- I like the show. Um... There was, they went golfing, and I was nervous because my spec script has golfing in it, but it didn't really yeah. have anything to do with it. And the week where they did the kiss, can't show affection thing, yeah. was written by a guy I know, yeah. Abraham Higginbotham, yeah. who is on there. I guess he's on the staff now. He's a co-exec producer. Yes. And, Which um, is a huge title. He's very successful. And it was, you know, sometimes, you know, people in the business are doing things, and sometimes people do good and you're like good for them and sometimes it makes you feel like and I had that green sometimes you wish they weren't doing so good they weren't doing so good and he's always been nice to me and I think it's because he's sexy and has a hot boyfriend and also it's Modern Family like that was that felt so impenetrable like it felt like um, well he's been on like hot show after hot show yeah 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 and he must be great anyways and and then I let go of it and I'm like good for him but I did have that moment of like "Mm," like whatever but um and uh, I – here's our homework assignment for next week. Okay. Um, Probably not going to do it, but go ahead. No, well, here's the thing. I think it's an interesting exercise. My a friend of mine named Rick Andrioli, yep. editor of Gay.com, mm-hmm. they're doing this thing, and he reached out to me about it, and I, I think I told him I had too much going on, whatever. Different writers are writing letters to themselves at 17. If you could write a letter to yourself at 17, mm-hmm. what would you say? Uh you know, I have a photo of me in my bathroom when I'm like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and I have it in there because Penelope, this is so serious, but Penelope, the girl at work that I love so much, she's sweet, sweet said to me one day, you have to forgive that little boy for being so different. Like you, when you talk about, about being the gayest little boy Phoenix ever saw, like you have such, it's you have such judgment on that little boy looking back on him and you gotta let him off off the hook you have to let him off the hook don't you think he did his best don't you think he was just a kid that was just trying to get through it yes and aren't you still just a grown-up trying to get through it yes and i was like yeah and she goes i want you to find an old picture of yourself and put it in your bathroom so that you see it every day and every day look at that picture and just say i forgive you i forgive you and you know what you're going to have a really great, like, you didn't know it then, but look how things have turned out. You need to forgive that little boy. And I have it. It's in there. It's this little wallet this, size photo. How long ago? Um, a year and a half. Wow. And it is a profound exercise that I really, I am the last person to get into that kind of stuff, but I would recommend to every gay man, find a picture of yourself where, I mean, in this picture, I just look like a little girl leaning against the fake 
uh, Olin Mills picket fence right. with the fake background, right. and I'm just smiling, this girly gay smile, and it's just like, le- yeah, I was just a kid. Why do I have to be so angry at that kid now? Yeah, and I didn't realize that I was until she said, "You, you, you seem so judgmental of that little boy. You would never say those things about a little gay boy walking down the street." No, you would feel you would connect to him. You, yeah. So why are you so hard on the one that happens to be you? Interesting. Holy shit. Well, I we, we'll we'll wrap it up, but I'll think about what I would put in that letter. Because I thought I about would tell it. the seventeen-year-old, "Watch out for guys that try to stick their finger in your." Butt. Wow, that's the start, and then we'll have Here's more on tip. that later. So, and um, it's the tip. Here's a tip, and it goes to the second <laughs> knuckle. Um, my last thought is, I've been working out uh, once or twice a week with a guy that I knew from my career workshop named Jalen. Lovely, sweet, love him, great, great. And he's gone on a trip for three weeks, so he was like, "Here, work out with my buddy Tyler while I'm gone." Tyler's like this model guy, very nice, cool, easygoing. Straight? Yeah, straight. Yeah. Um, mid-twenties. And I Google, I, I was like, oh, are you on Facebook? And he's like, yeah, but I had to kind of, I kind of had to really watch that stuff because people were creating sites for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, and then I Googled him and I was like, holy shit. Like he's done a ton of stuff and like, you know, anyways, what's my point? What is your point? My point is um, he's yum-tastic and very sweet. <laughs> and so far, no finger. And I don't know if I have to ship before or after. So you don't know if you should ship before you work out? Or I don't know. After squats? Yeah. That would maybe, you're like, oh, here, oh, it's like a turtle. Yeah. Like, I don't know. No. All right. That finger thing is, that's an amazing email. That's Light a tighten hall. out of sight. We want to know who you are. <laughs> this has tight. been the Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Triple. And guess what we are? Oh, go to vanitymark.com yes. and buy Dr. Kiss and check out the book, Have Yourself a Movie, Little Christmas. Oh, and uh, Dr. Kiss, if you're listening, I'm on my last one. So oh, yeah. uh, put some more in the mail He's to the uh, Clybourne because uh, I'm, I'm always giving them away to everybody. Right um, and so, yeah, we love you guys for listening and we will talk to you very soon. But we want to hear from you at the Comedy Couch at gmail.com or dennishensley.com or tonytrivoli.com. Good. Guess what we are? Light, tight, and out out of sight. sight.